let's have some fun, and it's going to be a fun night tonight for a couple different reasons. One, I have another prediction. Chris, get the record thing ready. I have a prediction. Um, If you're listening to my voice in the state of New York, you may throw your radio out the window when I make the prediction, but I bet you I'm right. So keep hang on to that for a second. It'll have national implications. Don't get me wrong. Um, Joe Biden, Vladimir Putin, something happened there with those two and it prompted Putin to do something. I think it's pretty indicative of what's going on right now. We're going to talk about that. Dr. Fauci, he's not admitting he's wrong. I know you're not going to be surprised about that, but now he's out there saying some very interesting things. We have some really interesting data coming out about Israel with vaccine stuff. It's going to be a blast tonight on the Jesse Kelly show, but I do want to talk about something first, and I am going to do the best I can not to get upset, all right? If I do get upset, I do think I need to clarify, though, why I'm getting upset, But although I'm really going to try to stay calm, so I'm, I'm going to try to stay calm. If I get upset, it's because I am a history lover. Being a history lover has led me to read a ton about things like, I mean, not just Civil War, Revolutionary War, all Genghis Khan stuff, Julius Caesar. I geek out on all that stuff. But the World Wars, the World Wars are stuff I, I read a lot about, and they're so vast. Both of them are so vast, you can never, never know enough. I read it, I finished another World War II book last night, outstanding book. And I learned so much. And you know, you get to the place where you think you learn a lot or you know everything, you don't. But part of part of what hits me all the time in the more modern wars, and this applies to both world wars, it applies to even wars like Vietnam, uh, Afghanistan, it, it just applies to the modern era. One thing that hits me so much is how much civilians pay dearly now for modern wars. And I'm going somewhere with this. This is going to apply to America. So hang with me for a second. Civilians in this day and age... They suffer and not suffer in a way that ancient civilians used to suffer. You know, yeah, a city would get sacked and you really didn't want to be in there. But for the most part, if you're a Roman citizen and uh, Hannibal happens to slap around a Roman legion up in northern Italy, your life doesn't change one way or the other. You're not happy about it. Maybe you're sad over dinner that night with the fam, but you're not it's not changing you in modern war. Because of the kill power of the weapons and the range of the weapons, civilians are simply in the middle of it. And as I do all this reading on wars, I think about I think about New York City. I think about New York City in bad ways. Not 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 in bad ways as in I hate it. I think about New York City in what if it was on fire? All of it. What if it was leveled? All of it. And that may sound outlandish. That may sound like hyperbole. If if it sounds outlandish to you, go just do a quick image search of Berlin at the end of World War II. Our weapons are a thousand times as good and powerful and long range now. If we were to lose control of certain situations, New York City itself could be leveled to nothing. And the suffering that comes with that 
That is why I get so passionate about what I'm about to talk about. When I hear the individual stories, you know, fathers, mothers looking for their children in the rubble that used to be their apartment complex, I can't help but project that onto America. What's that look like for New York City? What's it look like for Houston, where I live? What if it's my house, sifting through the rubble, hoping for any sign of one of my sons? I mean, what does that feel like? Is that is that the worst feeling in the world? Probably. And so, let's have a chat. I saw today, I saw it first thing this morning. I'm going to read you a little excerpt here. The Army is exploring an evaluation system with the goal of two objectives. One, foster and recognize above-average physical performance, something inherent to Army culture. But that's, that's not the important part. The important part is two, account for recognized physiological differences between men and women. And this goes on. As the Army collects data, scores will rank will be ranked according order. Man, they really messed up this sentence. So I'm going to fix it for them. Scores will be rank ordered based on how they compare to the scores of other soldiers for their gender. For example, a 476-point score may place Sergeant John Doe in the bronze category. That same score may place Sergeant Jane Doe in the silver category. Once Army senior leaders have sufficient data to make full informed decisions and fully implement the ACFT, that's the new testing program, these performance categories may be used to drive promotion points for E4 and E5. The Army projects that tiering by performance and gender will allow for, and this is the important part, equitable application of scoring for women and men Based on physiology, that's a lot of gobbledygook for me to tell you this. The United States Army, and every other branch, by the way, they're tired of men getting promoted too much because it's not fair to the weaker women. Therefore, they're going to make adjustments so just as many women will be promoted as men. That. I'm going to go ahead and couple that with this. Now, when I play you this audio, I want you to understand something. I'm not talking about some deranged hippie nut job on the street corner. I'm not talking about a sociology professor. I'm not talking about some nutball actor or actress. When you hear the voice in this sound, I want you to know this is a United States admiral. This man is about to be on the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Listen. I just wondered if confirmed how will you implement women, peace, and security within the joint staff? Uh, the, the role of a gender advisor is a way to uh, attack uh, a very significant issue. And uh, if confirmed, I look forward to leveraging uh, those, um, those advisors who can make me think better and smarter about um, the issues that, uh, that you raise. Um, so I look forward to, if confirmed, um, uh, understanding that ecosystem and helping uh, uh, advance that and uh, advance that uh, cause um, going forward. That's a long way of saying your Joint Chiefs of Staff, they're about to have gender advisors to make sure the force is nice enough to women. While I am a uh, bit of an old school type when it comes to the male women relation, man women relationships, I don't believe men are better than women. But I do know men are different than women and men are physically stronger than women. 
and this has gotten so far out of control, this is going to lead to American cities as rubble, as rubble. As we speak, Russia and China are testing successfully long-range hypersonic missiles that can circle the globe. You know what that means? That means tomorrow, New York City could be ash if China wanted it to be And we have no countermeasures. We have no way of detecting it. We have no way of stopping it. You might wake up and be a million degrees tomorrow morning. What are we doing? We're hiring gender advisors. We have a military full of transsexuals chopping their Johnsons off. We've had to stop the military to examine white rage and white supremacy. We are going to die. And Americans don't have any idea, none, what it looks like to have a war come home. You don't. You think you do, but you don't. And you can bring up things like, well, what about 9-11? 3,000 people? Yes, 9-11 is probably the worst day of my life. I remember crying watching the TV. 3,000 people? Try 3 million in a second. Like that, they're gone. You don't have any idea what kind of devastation that is. I don't have any idea what kind of devastation that is. Just a national gut punch. And the reason I'm so upset is I feel like it's inevitable because nobody is going to step up and stop this madness. And I'm not even just mad at the communists who are busy destroying the military. I'm mad because I'm preemptively mad because I know the GOP will take back the House in, in 2022, probably everything in 2024. And you know what they'll do about it? Nothing. They'll check the poll numbers. Well, we can't risk offending women. Uh, Look, if we stop the the social justice stuff, what if some black people get mad? Oh, I love trannies. Trannies everywhere. I'm hiring 10. Look how tolerant I am. Go Republicans. Nobody wants to be the guy. Nobody wants to step up and say, nope, you're gone. You're not welcome. You get out. Nope, none of you. Nope, you're definitely gone. I'll be the guy. You want me to name names? You want me to tell you who should be gone and from where? I don't care. You can be mad all you want. I'm about to name names. Hang on. But first, ExpressVPN. We're, we're going to talk a lot tonight about privacy. We're going to talk about the government's assault on privacy right now in this country. Believe me when I tell you when you go online, whether you're at home, on your phone, laptop, at an airport, a coffee shop, wherever you are, people are watching. They're not just watching. They're collecting your data and selling it. That's the whole, that's the whole game. That's the whole business. If you don't have ExpressVPN, every single thing you do online is exposed. If you have ExpressVPN, your connection gets routed through an encrypted server, your IP address is masked, and you're safe. Without it, you're naked. Go to expressvpn.com slash jesse and protect yourself. Expressvpn.com slash jesse. That actually also gets you three months free on a one year subscription. Pretty dang good deal. Expressvpn.com slash jesse. I've got an animal inside of me. Jesse Kelly. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and don't forget, I got a prediction coming up in about 
10 minutes from now, America, I mean, definitely New York, but America may just absolutely throw the radio out the window when I make it, but I bet you I'm right. I bet you I'm right. Hang on for that. Just just stand by for that. But back, back to the military thing. Do you have any idea how much trouble we're in? And we're not in trouble because of where we are. We're in trouble because no one in this country has, I, I don't know if you, I don't know if it's fair to say nobody has the guts, but no one's going to risk the political capital to do the things necessary to fix the United States military. Nobody. Do you know right now in the United States Army, if you get into West Point, you know, West Point, right? I mean, my goodness, what's, what's more prestigious than West Point? You know you can minor in diverse, uh, diversity and inclusion studies? That's real. The rot in your military is more real than you can possibly imagine. Do you have any idea how many emails I get to my show? Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. You're welcome to email me anything. Do you have any idea how many emails I get to my show? Jesse, I've been in 20 years. I'm getting out. Jesse, I did 12. I wanted to be in for life. I'm getting out. Jesse, my son's getting out. Jesse, I can't believe it's like this. I'm getting out. We are witnessing right now not only a purge. We just purged 27 Air Force guys out of the military. We are witnessing not only a hard purge with the vaccine, we're also witnessing a soft purge with the guys who simply won't re-enlist and a soft purge of the great guys we'll never know we didn't get. What do I mean by that? Well, right now, there's an 18-year-old boy out there. Man, I should say. is an 18-year-old man out there. Maybe he's from Alabama. Maybe he's from upstate New York. Maybe he's from Montana. Maybe he's from California. I don't know. But he's a hardworking guy, sharp. Besides, military's awesome. Maybe it's a dream of his. Maybe he grew up watching military movies, reading military books the same way I did. Maybe he's thinking to himself, maybe he's always thought to himself, man, I, I want to go, go serve my country. I want to sign up. I want to become more disciplined. I want to be better. And... Maybe this guy has something inside of him no one even knows about. You know all those Medal of Honor citations we read on Monday? Medal of Honor Monday? Maybe maybe one of those guys, you know he's out there right now, right? And what if when he's getting ready to go down to the Marine Corps recruiter or the Army recruiter, whatever the case may be, or if he's you know a little feminine in the Air Force recruiting office, what if, what if he decides not to? What if he doesn't want to sign up and talk about white rage? What if he's not interested in gender diversity? What if he's interested in stacking bodies of the enemies of the United States of America? What if he's a lion who will lead men into combat and bring most of them home alive? And what if when the next war breaks out, and remember the next war is always coming, history proves that's a fact. What if when the next war breaks out, he's stocking shelves at Ace Hardware? Not that there's anything wrong with Ace Hardware. I love Ace Hardware. But what if he doesn't join? And I'm giving you a big what if, not because, oh, I don't know, it might be happening. I'm telling you what's happening. My email's full of those too. My son was going to join. He always wanted to join. My son was going to join. My son was going to do this. Now he's going somewhere else. My son's going to do trade school. My son's leaving. What if our next Medal of Honor winner never puts on the uniform so we never get him? So we never know. So we never win the battle. And now let's get back to the point I was going to make. I told you I was going to name names, and I'm going to name them. You want to know what has to be done? 
what the next Republican, if he's worth his salt, must do if he wants to save this whole thing? Every single staff member at the military academies must be fired immediately. Fire the janitors. Fire the guy going into the parking lot. Oh, that sounds extreme? Oh, you haven't heard nothing yet. I've only gotten going on extreme. You can't take a chance now that even a tiny bit of this communist rot is left over by the time you're you're done performing surgery. All that LGBTQ Air Force stuff, gone. Oh, but that doesn't sound tolerant. Go be gay in the civilian world. We're not dealing with tolerance. We're dealing with death, life and death on a massive scale. I'm not judging you at all. No judgment here. Go do it somewhere else. We're not dealing with it here. Oh, you're not offended yet? All those ladies on naval ships, goodbye. Gone, all of you. Go be a nurse. Go do administrative stuff. Oh, but Jesse, my my daughter can do blank. I'm sure your daughter can. I'm sure she's wonderful. You do not put women in with a ship full of 18, 19, or 20-year-old boys without an unmitigated disaster taking place, and it's already taking place. And if I sound upset, it's because every single insider, politician, and military guy I know, they'll all to a man tell me the same thing behind the scenes. All of them know it. Every single person knows women on board naval vessels has destroyed the United States Navy. Not one elected Republican in the United States of America has the balls to say that publicly. If we're not going to ever talk about real truths, then what are we doing? Then what are we doing? We are not Israel. We're not a nation of 8 million people surrounded by our enemies. We have 330 million people in this country. I don't have to have women on board naval vessels here. There's plenty of men who can sign up and do it. We just ran a nuclear submarine into an underground mountain. We've run them into fishing boats. We surrender to Iran. It's time for the purge. It's time for a big purge. Every single general, every single admiral, you're gone. Fired. Day one. Every one of you. And then I think we should form a commission, a very small commission, five, ten men, enlisted of every branch, enlisted and officers, sadly. We'll bring in some officers, and we'll figure out Who gets hired back? Now, this may sound like a whole lot of military mumbo-jumbo you don't care about, but I'm going to bring this back again to what I was talking about in the very beginning of the show. This looks like cities turn to ash if we don't get it fixed. Modern combat, it's not the Civil War. Modern combat takes place everywhere on the globe. Everywhere. Yeah, I know you're thinking about your house in the suburbs right now. Those missiles reach there too. Those mortar rounds reach there too. I don't want that for you. I don't want it for me. I don't want it for anyone. Let's get some guts and stop this madness. All right, I'll make my prediction next. Jesse Kelly show and don't worry I have a prediction and the whole country's going to hate me for it. New York definitely will here in just a second but I do want to do a little housekeeping here. One you actually can call in tonight 877-377-4373 we'll allow some phone calls 
You can email me anything, your love, your hate, your death threats, your Ask Dr. Jesse questions for Friday. All are welcome. We actually already have an Ask Dr. Jesse question for Friday, and I'm going to read it about 30 minutes from now. It is a head scratcher. It's one of the most difficult ones I've ever had to answer. No, don't worry. It's not heavy at all. It's not heavy like yesterday's. This this one's just, it's just good fun. So we'll have fun there. All right. Now, before we get to my prediction, I need to do a little build up to my prediction. Why am I right all the time? What, Chris? It's a, no, all right, no, all right, obviously, I'm not right all the time. In, in all seriousness, especially with the coronavirus stuff and with, with a lot of my political predictions, why do I end up being right? It's not because I'm intelligent, as you well know. As you well know, there's, there's no risk of, of running into too, too much intelligence here. It's not that I'm intelligent. I'm not. It's that I understand human nature. I understand what makes people tick. Why is it? Why is it that I was right with coronavirus the whole time? Why did I tell you from day one? Day one, when Trump and Fauci and all these guys announced 15 days to slow the spread, and I said, uh, no. Uh, one, this is going to be devastating for the economy. You can't stop an economy from moving. Uh, you can't do that. It's going to cause huge economic dislocation. That you can't do that. And two, uh, you know, these politicians aren't ever going to give back this power, right? I mean, you, you remember when I said that? I'm not even going to bring up Hochul and her statewide indoor mask mandate. Gavin Newsom just did the same thing. Mask mandate. Vaccinated or unvaccinated, put on a mask. People do not wake up in the morning, especially people who seek out being a politician. They do not wake up in the morning ever and say, ah, <clears throat> you know, I'd love to give back power today. I, I have way too much power, and I'm done with it. I think I'll give some back to the people. These people don't think that way. They've never thought that way. So I was ahead of the game the whole time. And when the vaccine stuff came, what did I say? What did I say? I was not anti-vaccine. I said, uh, okay, there's a new vaccine out. It's certainly something that was pushed through pretty quickly. I mean, it was called Operation Warp Speed for a reason. You'll have to excuse me. I don't want anything that was warp speeded injected into my veins. I'm not anti-vaccine. I'm just going to sit back and I'm just going to watch and wait for a little while. I just wanted to wait. I just wanted to see how it worked. Why was I right on that? And uh, don't quibble. There's a reason they're already recommending booster shots. Shoot, we're one shot behind Israel. They're already recommending number four. And they've been ahead of the game the whole time. We're going wherever Israel goes next. And I get emails all the time. I took two shots. I'm done with it. I'm, done. I'm not taking the booster. I'm not taking my second booster. I'm not. But why was I ahead of the game the whole time? It's not because I'm smart, remember. It wasn't hard to see the game. You came out with a new vaccine. Only when you came out with a new vaccine, you didn't say, uh, we're thinking this thing is going to work. It looks like it might work. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to do some, some, a couple trials with it, and we're going to see how it works before we try to mass produce it, and certainly before we try to push it on everyone in the general public. So everyone just calm down. We're going to get it out to you as fast as possible. Is that what you heard? Nope. You heard, everyone get out and take this now or we're all going to die. Okay, well, now I'm suspicious. Now, now I'm officially suspicious. And then it very quickly went from that to take the vaccine or you're fired. Okay, now you can go screw yourself because now I'm never taking the vaccine. But that's what I, I saw the game early on. So let's, let's take it to 
New York specifically here. In case you're not aware of the politics inside of New York, Andrew Cuomo was bounced from the governor's mansion. He was not bounced by Republicans. He wasn't bounced because he murdered 15,000 New York seniors in a nursing home. And contrary to popular belief, he wasn't bounced because he played grabby fingers with every woman who's ever worked for him. Andrew Cuomo was bounced from the governor's mansion because Attorney General Letitia James is a radical communist nutjob and an ambitious one. Letitia James wanted in that governor's mansion. Andrew Cuomo had 18 million dollars in order to keep himself in that governor's mansion. I mean, as a campaign fund, she had to figure out a way to get him out. She saw an opportunity. She got him out. Okay. She's gone. Lieutenant governor, Kathy Hochul takes over instantly. Letitia James and Hochul pretty much announced right away. We're both running for governor. Let's do it, baby. Let's go for, we're going to both run for governor, but it's a Democrat primary. Since then, Hochul has gone obviously radical, radical left. Whatever she was or used to be, she now does the bidding of the far-left communists in New York. Okay, now let's get to the prediction portion. Chris, you might want to write this part down. Headline, Attorney General Letitia James' re-election bid clears Democratic primary field. State Attorney General Letitia James' re-election bid to remain the state's top lawyer has cleared the once-crowded Democratic primary field as several candidates announced Monday they're calling it quits. Huh. In case you don't know what I'm talking about, Letitia James came out and announced she's no longer running for governor. She's instead going to run for re-election as the State Attorney General of New York. Now, Why would a wildly ambitious communist decide all of a sudden she didn't want to be governor anymore? Was it out of the goodness of her heart? Was she doing that just on behalf of the good people of New York? Hang on to that for a second. Letitia James also announced recently she's going to start digging into one very own Donald Trump. She's going to start going after Trump. Okay, well, what, what what does any of this have to do with anything? Where are you going with this? Allow me to explain. Letitia James did not bow out of being governor of New York because she laid aside her political ambitions. Letitia James, and this is just one man's opinion here, she bowed out of trying to be governor of New York because she decided she'd rather be United States senator from New York. You see, Chuck Schumer is 9,000 years old. Uh, Officially, he's 71, but if you look at him, it looks like he actually walked in the footsteps of Jesus himself. So Chuck Schumer has been around a long time. He is obviously not going to be there forever. Letitia James drops out of the governor's race and chooses to go after Trump. Let me explain to you how this happens. The powers that be the billionaires that be, that run the Democratic Party and the heads of the Democratic Party, they pull in young, ambitious Letitia James and they say, look, we've already got Hochul in the governor's mansion. She's doing everything we want her to do. We don't need you two tearing at each other and mucking the whole thing up. What we really need is somebody who's willing to set aside their integrity and blast Donald Trump. If you're willing to do that, well, I can't guarantee Chuck's going to retire in the next year or two, but I can guarantee you this, Letitia James, 
when Chuck Schumer does retire, you're going to be the next United States Senator from the state of New York. This prediction I just made may take five years to come to fruition. It may take 10. Chris, you better have written it down. Mark my words. It's going to be United States Senator Letitia James because Letitia James cut a deal with the powers that be to leave Hoko in place, go after Donald Trump, and then when Chuck Schumer finally decides to hang up his prostate pills, Letitia James is going to be the United States Senator from New York. I told you it'd make you mad. Oh, and I'm not quite done yet. Hang on one second, but... I'm sure you saw all that news about the price index and inflation today. I don't, I, don't, I don't want to continue to beat you over the head with bad information when it comes to inflation. It's really, really, really bad. And this is the part you need to get. It's not that it's bad. It's that it's going to get worse. Every indication is it's going to continue to get worse. Call Oxford Gold Group today. Not tomorrow, today. Tomorrow, the value of your dollar goes down even more. 833-995-GOLD. They will send real gold to your front door. Gold that is not subject to the whims of the Fed or the president or any other politician. Gold that holds its value no matter what. Tell them Jesse told you to call. They will take good care of you. 833-995-GOLD, Oxford Gold Group. For gold, you can hold. The Jesse Kelly Show. It's still real to me, damn it. Returns next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and oh boy, I actually have something else I need to break for you about 10 minutes from now. We're going to put everything else on hold because there is a doozy out there, but I know I owe you some phone calls. I know I owe you some emails read, 877-377-4373. Before I get to this other stuff, I'm going to get to you, but before I get to the phones... It is important we understand. We need a little refresher session, apparently, because we struggled a little bit last night. We need a refresher session on the rules, the phone call rules. Now, when I say we struggled last night, I'm not pointing any fingers. It's my fault. It's my fault. So here's the deal. Here's here's just the basic deal with the show. It's growing really, really fast. Uh, a bit faster than we we shouldn't even be here, let alone the show growing. So obviously, I don't think about that because it's just me, Chris, and Michael in the studio. I don't think about that. I'm not looking at the stands filling up or something like that. As far as I know, there's not another there's not a person in the world listening. So I forget to remind people of the rules. Here are the rules when it comes to the Jesse Kelly show and phone calls. I do not take many. There are many days I don't take any. Friday, I will never take one. Uh, Many days throughout the week, I don't take any. If I get frustrated, I'll just suspend phone calls for days at a time. It's because I considered phone calls to be awful for radio, and I still consider them to be. And I'll listen to the biggest shows in America, and I'll think, that call is garbage, and it's ruining the show. Hang up. Here's one of the main problems with it. The small talk at the beginning. 
the small talk at the beginning. Hey, hey Jesse, how are you? Ah, uh, hi, how are you? Hey, I love the show. I'm a big fan. Uh, okay, thank you. I appreciate it. The audience wants to die at this point in time. Die. If I go to you, no small talk. You can be rude like I am. This is a license to be rude like I am every single day. That You should enjoy it. You don't have to do annoying small talk. You don't have to say, hi, how are you? I love you. I love you. You don't have to do anything. When I say whatever, Bob in Zimbabwe, you just go with your point. What, Chris? Oh, yes, that is an important point. It, it is also a family show. You can be rude, but there's no swearing. If you swear, we're just going to dump the call and move on. It's not going to come across on the air anyway. It's actually against the law for us to swear. Plus, there are kids listening. You know we can talk about anything here, but there are kids listening. Let's always keep that in mind. So, again, no small talk. And there's one more thing. Almost inevitably, you're going to get hung up on. Now, that doesn't mean it's a bad call. I hang up on virtually everybody, and I'm doing this. People think that's rude. I'm doing this out of the goodness of my heart. Now, Chris, I am, I'm dead serious. You don't know when to hang up the call. I'm not your grandma. We've never talked on the phone before. So I find it easier to just wait till you've made the point you clearly wanted to make, and boop, I'll hit the hang-up button. Makes life easier for everybody. I will admit, though, oh, gosh, I should not admit this. It's been harder for me to do that with women. It's always that way. It's harder to hang up on women. It's it's I don't know why. Like you know, if you ever been in a restaurant or or something you've had to actually or you're dealing with customer service and you actually have to speak to the manager or you want to speak to the manager, hey, you know what? Give me your supervisor. And you're all fired up and you're ready to rule and it turns out to be a woman and then you just can't you can't just do what you wanted to do which was choose somebody out at least I can't and I don't know why that is I hate that about me <laughs> All right so I'm going to take some phone calls and then it's time to talk serious about something that just broke I can't wait about 7 minutes from now but I'll get you your calls first Dan in Tennessee go boss Dan you're killing me here I'm going to assume this is not Dan, and I'm going to put him on hold really quick. Chris, will you fix this? Something's wrong with the phones. I don't know. Dan's still on there. I just can't hear anything right now. All right. Dan, uh, it's not your fault. It's not you. It's me. (laughs) So just hang tight. Just hang tight, and we'll get it figured out here in just a second. I I want to go back to this briefly before we move on, before I go to this breaking thing which I'm going to get to in five minutes from now. I want, I want you to remember something. Right now, as we speak, as we speak, there are generals, politicians, and admirals in China who are coming up with plans to kill you. I, I'm not trying to be over the top. I want you to understand that. They're coming up with plans of how to take down our electrical grid, how to come after our water supply. They are concerned about the U.S. Navy, as they they should be. It's a gigantic Navy, very powerful ships and whatnot. They are spending every waking minute figuring out how to take those carriers, those battleships, those destroyers, all those. They're trying to figure out how to sweep them off the sea so they then can go from China to the shores of California unencumbered. That's what they want. That's what these people want. While China is in a room right now doing that, 
Here's what the leadership of your military is concerned about. I just wondered if confirmed, how will you implement women, peace, and security within the joint staff? Uh, the, the role of a gender advisor is a way to uh, attack uh, a very significant issue. And uh, if confirmed, I look forward to leveraging uh, those, um, those advisors who can make me think better and smarter about um, the issues that, uh, that you raise. Um, so I look forward to, if confirmed, um, uh, understanding that ecosystem and helping uh, uh, advance that, uh, and advance that uh, cause um, going forward. We're not talking about Little League. We're, we're not even, honestly, we're not even talking about corporate America today. We're, we're not talking about any of that. When I talk about women in the military in places they shouldn't be, and when I talk about this focus on trannies all over the place, when I talk about, oh, we're, are we gay friendly? Uh, is there too much white rage? Time is finite. There are only so many hours in the day. And if the greatest military powers in the world besides us are spending 10 hours a day figuring out how to kill you and kill me, and we're worried about, are we women friendly? We are all going to die when we meet. The stakes are that. You win wars in between wars. We're busy losing World War III now. I'll take your phone calls and I'll get this breaking news next. 877-377-4373. Kelly show and I have some good news and some bad news for you right now. The bad news is this. They're having a little technical problem with the phones. You're not going to don't go anywhere. They'll get it fixed, but I can't talk to you on the phones right now. That's the bad news. Probably made in China or something. Chris, the good news is this. That gives me more time to talk about me. Now, in all seriousness, you remember last Thursday, I'm sure you do, I'm sure you have every day of the show memorized and everything I said during that show. What, Chris? I'm sure they do. Now, in case you don't remember what I said last Thursday, or in case you've never heard me say it before, I'm going to play you a little replay of what I said last Thursday. It's about four minutes long. I have this theory. It's called the sky is green theory. I have said this theory on the air several times. I realize it's about as ham-fisted as it gets, but I went to community college, and you're going to get a lot of ham-fisted on this show. But once I give that theory out, I generally get some pushback from people who say, oh, it's over the top. That's not, that's not true. It couldn't happen, Jesse. Okay, okay. I'll tell you what. I'm going to play my sky's green theory for you again, and then, man, I have a doozy for you. Hang on. These people could convince at least half the United States of America the sky is green. You don't believe me? Walk with me here through this theory once again. If they woke up tomorrow morning and they decided they wanted the American public to believe the sky is green, here's what would happen. They would do, well, just what they did with the economy. They called in the American media. This was a story that came out a couple days ago. The American media got called in by the Biden administration so they could change their messaging on the economy. They would call in the American media and have a meeting like that. Hey, guys, um, look, we're getting ready to roll out our Sky is Green program. 
pretty ambitious. We need you guys, since you agree with us on everything, uh, we need you guys to go ahead and go along with that. The president would get up, make a statement. His spokesman would make a statement. You'd be screaming, what are you talking about? I'm looking at the sky. It's blue. And yet media program after media program after media program would immediately begin running sky is green segments. And not just with the opinion hosts either. They wouldn't have to look far to find a scientist or 10 who relies on government grant money who will show up in his fancy degrees and his little his little bifocals and he'd say, look, I've been doing this research for years and I actually, I've known the sky is green. I can't believe there are idiots out there who think the sky is blue. You'd have Hollywood actor after Hollywood actor after Hollywood actor putting up little Instagram videos. Wow, what a green sky. They would make Hollywood movies, lots of them. In fact, probably all of them. And all of a sudden, the sky would be green in them? You'd have professor after professor after professor. We're not even talking about grade school yet. You'd have professors across the United States of America failing to pass college students who don't write down on their exam and acknowledge the greenness of the sky. Your kid, when you send little little Aiden, Jaden, and Braden off to kindergarten, they would be singing songs about the green sky, green sky, green sky. Half your pastors, you know the useless ones who were whining about white privilege last summer? Half your pastors would get up and say, look, I, I've, I've read the Bible and I'm telling you, Jesus would want you as a Christian to acknowledge the green sky. I know you're upset about it. Turn the other cheek. That's the only verse I know. They'd be writing songs about it. It would become federal policy with virtually every single department. The Pentagon, just like they now have a, a, a climate change division, the Pentagon would immediately be getting involved in things like this. In fact, your child, who you're so proud of, you got to send him off to West Point. He's going to graduate as, a, as an officer in the U.S. Army, an, an incredible degree. It's such an awesome thing. Only he would have to learn about the green sky while he was in school. There'd be books written. And people would write books about them, and then immediately they'd go on all the news programs, and those books would be promoted at the top of the page on every single book-selling website out there, time after time after time after time. Months, five, six months, you could go run a poll, and 50% of, the, of America would believe the sky was green. And you know I'm right. And you, right now, you can look up at the sky and say, Jesse, there's just no way. I'm looking at the sky the sky is blue. There's no possible way half the country will believe that sky is green. Half the country believes Donald Trump was a Russian agent. Half the country believes Brett Kavanaugh was an alcoholic serial gang rapist. Half the country believes America's cops are a bunch of racists hunting down black men for sport. Half the country believes... Half the country's gay. Half the country believes that SUV you drive is warming the planet or cooling it. I can't, I can't, I can't remember which one we're on now. Whatever, it's just changing. That's why they just went to climate change. That way, that way it's, it's all encompassing. Half the, comp- half the country believes women in this nation were oppressed before the passage of the 19th Amendment. Half the country believes America is an evil colonial power, uniquely evil, and we've done things that no other nation would dream of doing. Do I have to keep going? You see, the sky is green, and they can make people believe it if they want to. They can make people believe what they want to.
And you remember how I said in that whole thing? I, that, that when I was uh, by the way, this is back to being me live. Remember how I said they would make movies with the sky being green? Tell you what, pause on that for just a moment. Let's just you, let's just you and me talking. And by the way, the phones are fixed. I'm going to get to the phone calls in just a couple minutes here. 877-377-4373. But it's just you and me talking. Let's do a little rewind, shall we? You just heard the sky's green theory. You remember last summer, St. George Floyd died. And he died on camera. That was what did it. Because it was a bad-looking internet video. It looked bad. It, it just looked bad. He's there. He's sweating and crying. The cops there. Looks like his knees on his neck. It looked ugly. And then the communists, the American communists, knew with beyond a shadow of a doubt they could use this bad internet video to pillage the United States of America, burn down the cities. And so being a victim of racism became even cooler last summer than it normally is. And believe me, in this country, it's the coolest thing you can possibly be is to be a victim of racism. Well, it didn't take long for professional athletes to get in on this. I, I remember, LeBron, they've all done race hoaxes at one point in time. Remember, even LeBron James claimed he was a victim of one. Like it's, it's, it's ridiculous. But NASCAR was one of those things. They've understandably have never really been a problem. But they do have a driver now, and his name is Bubba Wallace. About 15 minutes after St. George Floyd died, Bubba Wallace plasters Black Lives Matter all over his car. And I'm thinking to myself, oh boy, here we go. Here we go. And what do you know? Boom! Out of nowhere, there's a headline all over the place. Noose found in Bubba Wallace's garage. A noose! Oh my goodness, they're trying to lynch him! And the FBI mobilized a team, a team, to go down and investigate the noose in Bubba Wallace's garage. I will, ju- I will point out, just, just as a brief little side note, that a racist black nationalist just got in his SUV. His name is Daryl Brooks. He just got in his SUV. He's got all kind of anti-white things all over his social media. And he just mowed down 60 white people in a, in a parade in Waukesha, Wisconsin, killing seven of them. The FBI didn't even send an agent. I'll just point that out. But let's set that aside. A noose was found. Oh, my goodness. Whoa. But here was the thing about the noose in Bubba Wallace's garage. The Internet... The Internet's a powerful thing. Why do you think big tech wants to censor it so much? Almost immediately, I even remember, I don't even know if the guy's still around, and I don't know who the person is. Almost immediately, there was an account on Twitter called The Last Refuge. Maybe it's still around. But he had previous pictures of the garages in this location. And he put up these pictures on the Internet. And it turns out, they all get garages, right? All the drivers. All the garages have... A loop at the end of a rope on the end of the garage, that's how you pull down the garage door. He said almost immediately, uh, this is just a garage pull string. And people started screaming at him right away. You're covering up for racism. This is ridiculous. And he never stopped. He said, uh, this, this is just a garage pull string. And then here's the thing. The FBI, with quite a big, quite a bit of egg on their face, actually had to publish their findings 
And you know what their findings were? This is from ESPN.com. Not something I frequent, but keep that in mind. ESPN.com came out with this headline. Quote, FBI says rope has been in Talladega garage since October. Bubba Wallace, not a victim of a hate crime. Okay, so I just unpacked all that for you. The sky's green theory and the Bubba Wallace thing, and it wasn't a hate crime, just a garage pull string. Tell you what, keep that in mind. I have something I'm going to play for you, and your jaw's going to drop. But before I get to that, fellas, hear me out here. Uh, Age happens, and in this day and age, we can't afford testosterone levels to be dropping the way they're dropping. Right now, we we have the test results in across America. Testosterone levels are at an all-time low. So at a time when we need strong men, at a time when strong men are needed more than they've ever been needed, we're faltering. When I tell you about Chalk, C-H-O-Q, I'm telling you that, one, because it's an American company. You'd love these guys. I mean, American as it gets. U.S. manufacturing. They source almost all of their supplements in America, wherever they can. Some stuff isn't available in America. And I take Chalk Daily and Chalk's Tonkat 1000 or Tonkat 100. It boosts free testosterone by 87% in three weeks. And right now it's 50% off. Go to Chalk.com. C-H-O-Q.com, use the promo code JESSE, and you get 50% off. Go and do likewise. I take it every day. He doesn't care if you believe him, but he's right. Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and yes, the phones are working. I'll get to your calls in a second, but okay, I just did all the setup. You remember, I did the setup for it. Bubba Wallace finds a noose, finds a noose in his garage. The FBI sends a team. People start digging in. Eventually, everyone just has to come out and admit, ah, that's just a garage pull string. There was no noose. In fact, this is probably the most relevant part for where we're going here. On ESPN, I'm looking at the headline. Remember, this is on ESPN. The headline is, FBI says rope had been in Talladega garage since October. Bubba Wallace, not the victim of a hate crime. So I know what you're thinking right now, Jesse. Okay, so it was yet another race hoax. What's the big deal? They got caught. It's it's gone. The story went away. What's this have to do with your sky is green theory? Okay, I'm, I'm glad you asked. Um... ESPN just put out this preview of the new documentary that's dropping that's called Fists of Steel. Enjoy. I just wanted to stand with him during the national anthem to show my support for him and was appalled by uh, what I had learned. And then as drivers got involved, I think crew members, team managers, team owners, it really started to snowball within a very short period of time. The most incredible, non-competitive moment in sports I'd ever seen. That moment, I could feel the weight of that moment. And, and I think we uh, all pause did it real quick here for a second. I just, I just want to make sure, as you hear the organs playing in the background and the somber voices, this is a hoax. We, we already know it's a hoax, and we've known it's, it's a hoax for a year. I, I'm not making this up. Continue, please way to that moment and and I think we all did as we were walking I get out of the car I look back 
And I was like, holy sh! it's a whole garage. The whole garage. And that's when I lost it. In the midst of all the turmoil that was going on in the world, with the black and white, the hatred and everything that was going on, the entire NASCAR Pause, pause again real quick, pause again rally. real quick. Sorry, sorry. sorry. I just, I, I feel like I need to remind everyone once again, this is not only a hoax, it's been settled as a hoax for a year. Continue, please. The entire NASCAR family rallied behind my son. I knew at that moment they loved him for the person that he is, not because of skin color or anything like that. What did it mean when all those people who were so silent on that chat two weeks earlier? Oh, I still don't forget. But this, this moment was still important. Um, you, you can let down your guard a little bit, but I don't forget the ones that were silent. He doesn't forget the ones that were silent about the garage pull string that was found in his garage. Now do you believe me when I tell you the system would, without hesitation, convince half this population the sky is green? Now do you believe me? All right. Dan in Tennessee, go boss. All right, real quick, let's get back to the Navy. The Navy right now has 300 ships. Of that 300 ships, half of them are 20 years old. 100 of them are actually deployed at any given time. There's only 60 in the West West Pacific Ocean. The Chinese have a Navy right now of 300 to 400 ships, and we've got 60. Let me tell you why. That's why Taiwan's going. We're going to lose Taiwan. Australia, a couple of months ago, the prime minister announced to their people, we could no longer rely upon the United States. And lastly, and then I'll shut up, China has a, a standing army, if you can picture this, of four hundred million men and we have a weak spineless president and when they move we're not going to be able to do a thing about it that's all i got to say jesse now that's a phone call right there boss now that's a phone call dad gone man he about tore my guts out because all that stuff was correct everything he just said was correct remember you know what you know what's stopping china from turning los angeles to ash 60 ships, 60 of them. Oh, I don't, you know what? Actually, I need to adjust that number. I actually think it's 59 now because one of the submarines had to come back home because someone drove it into a mountain underwater. Golly. Chris in Jersey. Go, boss. Jesse, today and my company, I had to sit and listen to an hour of sensitivity training for LGBTQ issues. I listened to people stressing he, him pronouns. Emphasizing cisgender designation. People crying about not letting their grandmothers know they're gay at Thanksgiving. (laughs) And I got angry. Angry because I lost my family to communists. I lost my father, my mother, my sisters. My family was torn apart. And I wondered, when do we get sensitivity classes to help us? We who lost family and had our entire lives destroyed. When will Americans be forced to listen to stories about the atrocities committed in the name of communism? I'm going to hang up. Be good, boss. Have you ever talked to somebody who's been through communism? I'm going to keep pushing it, uh, and I'm, gonna, I'm never going to stop pushing it, actually. 
I'm still talking with him privately. And I do need to I do need to clarify before I bring this up that it is not for children. And in fact, what I'm about to tell you is not going to be for most adults. Most adults are not going to be able to sit through all four hours of it. You simply won't be able to. You remember Daryl Cooper in his Martyr Maid podcast? I've brought this up to you several times. Allow me to bring it up again. People are going to think he sponsors the show at this point in time. He doesn't. He's just a friend, and I believe it is that important for every American to hear it. His Martyr Maid podcast is very good. Don't, don't get me wrong. It's all very good. But he has an episode called The Anti-Humans, and it's about communists and communist atrocities and the things they have done. The things that did you hear that in that guy's voice just now? If you don't understand how a man could get that torn up on the phone, I really encourage you to go download the Anti-Humans by Martyr Maid. Listen, you'll understand very, very well. I have a guest who's going to talk about communism next, and then I'm going to get to more of your phone calls on my life. I will. 877-377-4373. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and my next guest is a senior fellow at Heritage, but he may be a genius. He was not smart enough to pick his walkout music, though, because then he... Look, if you don't pick your walkout music, you get the worst song we can find at the Jesse Kelly Show. (laughs) Joining me now, Mike Gonzalez, obviously a very sharp dude. And Mike, you've written two different books and I genuinely don't know which one's more important to unpack first. So I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to go in order. Walking through America's institutions, the Marxist march through America's institutions. You quite literally wrote a book on it. What are you talking about? What happened? Well, uh, first of all, thanks for having me on. And, and in my defense, I did suggest the choral uh, of the ninth of Beethoven. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, look. There's been a concerted effort to change America's narrative. It is a cultural Marxian effort. Uh, it is the idea that you don't fight that the, the you don't the, 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 the working class, the proletariat, is not going to overthrow the bourgeoisie with a revolution and and and, and implement Marxism. That first you need to organize, uh, uh, indoctrinate, and get the working class and the people to become the agents of cultural change. And that is, that's the plot, right? The Marxists do not meet every Thursday night in, in basements in Cambridge, Massachusetts, nor, nor, nor Berkeley, California. They do, however, follow a blueprint, which is a Marxist, uh, a cultural Marxist blueprint, which is to say this, 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 this a, a cultural narrative, a cultural hegemony that needs to be overthrown with a counter-hegemony, and to put it in stark terms, there's the ideals of America, all men are created equal, uh, uh, land of the free. We need to overthrow that and replace it with systemic racism or white supremacy and say, no, that's what America is, in order for people to start saying, well, if that's what America is, I don't want any part of it. If America's origin story is not 1776 or the Philadelphia Constitutional Convention, but but 1619, then I don't. This is a hideous country, and we need to change it, top to bottom. And that is that that is the plot to change America. Okay, so what's what's the point of making Americans 
hate America. There has to be, or I'm, I'm assuming there is an end goal, right? That's it's not that's a means to an end. What's the end? Well, it's it, very interesting, and thanks for asking that. You know, I recommend to you, it's not very pleasant to read the manifesto every once in a while. <laughs> Mike and Engels are not very clear about what they want to put in place. They just say, we're going to need blood shedding, and we're going to need to, to abolish the family, and we're going to need to abolish private, private enterprise and private property itself, and we're going to need to abolish the nation state. But they never really they say, at the end, we're going to have utopia. Utopia, which is, as you know, impossible, and that's why it always ends in suffering and tears and gulags. It doesn't produce bread, only produces bread lines. Um, but what they, so I'm sorry to give you a long, what they want is Marxism, and they tell you this, all of them, everybody here in, this, in that area, whether it's Ibram X. Kendi, whether it's uh, uh, Derek Bell, whether it's uh, Patrice Coulers, whether it's Alicia Garza, they all say, and I'm now bleeding into my second book, but they all say, that capitalism is racist. It rewards the wrong, uh, the, 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 the wrong talents. It, re- wrong, it, it rewards the wrong uh, uh, ideas, and, and that we need to, to get rid of capitalism because it's racist. That is a falsehood. Capitalism is colorblind. But at any rate, so we we know they hate capitalism. They know the free exchange of they hate the free exchange of goods, and they want to end that. That is the end goal. If you want, if you want to have an end goal. Speaking with Mike Gonzalez, he's a senior fellow at Heritage. He's also the author of the book BLM, The Making of a New Marxist Revolution. And Mike, I've always had this theory. I I mean, I think I'm right, but you'd probably be a great man to ask. I've always had this theory that there aren't really separate groups. There aren't feminists and then Black Lives Matter and Antifa and climate change nut jobs and LGBTQ and all. They're not separate groups. It's all just separate branding of Marxism. They're all serving the same purpose. They're all serving the same master. It just so happens right now BLM is the most effective of these groups, but as soon as they fade away, someone else will step up. What say you? Well, it sounds like you've read my books already, and you have highlighted them, you know, every page. Yes. Well, people say, well, uh, well, you have the, 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 the critical feminism or you have um, uh, intersectionality. No, it's all a means to introduce an oppressor, oppressor, oppre- oppressor, oppressed uh, uh, categories. It means to introduce victimization. It means to introduce categories of the oppressed whose numbers have to be instilled with, with grievances. <clears throat> By the way, this is not just happening here, right? I, was, I spent a week in Spain in October lecturing at universities and talking to people. And, and they said, well, we're very afraid of critical race theory that you talk about a lot. And I said, like, why are you afraid of that? Here, everybody's white. There's no minorities. And they said, well, they're introduced through gender law. They, 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 it's, it's, it's all being introduced through gender law. Then I lectured in Guatemala a month later in November, uh, and, and I, I was there for a week. I, I, spent, uh, I, I lectured uh, 12, uh, 14 hours to members of the military, and the way it's being introduced there is through this, this concept called indigenism, which is to, 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 to radicalize Native Americans in Guatemala, in Chile, in the rest of South America, and do that with them. So you're absolutely right, whether it's sex or gender identity or race or national origin, the idea is the same. You are a victim. You have every reason to hate the system. You have every reason to overthrow the system. Mike Gonzalez, last question for you. Now that we have you on the line, who had better food, Spain or, Gu- or Guatemala? 
people, right? I spent part of my childhood in Spain. I had many good stakes in Guatemala, I should say. I should, uh, and obviously the rum is better in Guatemala. Yes, sir. His book is BLM, The Making of a New Marxist Revolution. Mike Gonzalez, thank you, my brother. I appreciate you. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me on. You know my favorite part? Is when I end up being right about everything, Chris. What? What? I, th- I think it's important. <laughs> What's your problem? <laughs> Big John in Washington. Go, boss. Mike Gonzalez, last question for you. Now that we have you on the line, who had better food, Spain? Dang. Big John. I'll tell you what that was. Big John. He didn't turn the radio off. He was listening to the radio, and there's such a delay. But I shouldn't have hung up. I should have kept him on so I could listen to myself. That was some of the, what, Chris? That was my favorite phone call ever as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Dear Dr. Jesse, if you could own any item from history and put it up in your studio, what would it be? I would like to have the guns from the Andrew Jackson duel where he took a bullet on purpose. Nothing's off limits. You can have anything. Chris, me, and Michael, although not as much Michael, I'll admit he hasn't been contributing that much to it, have been talking about what we would want, which item we would actually want from history. Uh, To be fair, Michael was working while Chris and I were talking about which item this would be. One, for people who don't know, let me just tell the story real quick. Let me see if I can give you a one-minute version. Andrew Jackson Totally underrated person from history. If all you know about Andrew Jackson is, oh, the Trail of Tears, all your teachers sucked. All of them sucked. Andrew Jackson was a boss. But Andrew Jackson was a violent man and a proud man. And Andrew Jackson grew up in a better era. What do I mean by better era? I mean, obviously, not all parts of it were better. But he grew up in an era where there was dueling. And if you had a problem with a man, we can each grab a couple pistols and we can go work it out. I'm going to tell you that Andrew Jackson story real quick. Then I'll take some calls, 877-377-4373. I also have a grocery store that I love that you should never shop at again, and I won't either. I'll tell you exactly what that is. I'm going to get to all that and much, much more. But first, I am going to tell you about a grocery store you should never shop at next. We have to be more purposeful with where we spend our money and where we don't spend our money. It is the Christmas season, and I'm not naive and I'm not immune from this. It is the time when you're shopping for everyone, mom, dad, sister, brother, sons. And I genuinely don't know if your husband, wife, mother, sister, brother, kids, I don't know if they're in the market for a new pillow. I bet you if you got them a MyPillow, they'd love you for it, though. And right now, the original MyPillow, it was $69.98. If you go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code JESSE, it's $19.98. Don't go buy a MyPillow. Go buy three or four of them, and boom, your Christmas gifts are done. You just gave a great night's sleep to everyone you love. MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE, or you can call 800-845-0544. I'll finish my Andrew Jackson story and talk to you about groceries and take your calls. Next. You're listening to The Oracle. You're going to love this one. It's a scream, baby. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the 
Jesse Kelly Show. Gosh, I love this show. It is the most fun job in the world. I'm glad you enjoy it because I'm having a freaking blast. I am absolutely having a blast. And before I get to the grocery store, you should never go to again. Before I get to, well, so, uh, there is something heavy we do have to address about coronavirus and treatments of coronavirus because everyone's going crazy right now. More coronavirus insanity out there. Allow me to finish this thing with Andrew Jackson, but I'm going to throw out this question to you. I realize it's unfair for me to bogart this question, so I'm going to throw it out to you. 877-377-4373 is the number. The question was, if you could own any item throughout history and put it up in the studio... What would it be? Any item throughout history. 877-377-4373. I'll get to my answer in a second. But I do. The guy teased the Andrew Jackson story. Again, Andrew Jackson lived in an era of dueling. Some guy offends his honor and the honor of his wife. This gentleman also happened to be known as the best dueler around. I believe he had killed 26 men. It was in the 20s by that point in time. He had killed a lot of people by dueling. Andrew Jackson, not one to be dissuaded by the prospect of death, just decides to challenge him to a duel anyway. But Andrew Jackson was a lot of things. A fool was not one of them. He knew he could not beat this man in a straight-up duel, so he bought a gigantic overcoat that was way too big for himself. Shows up to the duel in this overcoat. He turns around. He doesn't even attempt to beat this man to the punch when it comes to pulling the trigger. The guy aims in on him, boom, shoots Andrew Jackson. Again, Jackson didn't even attempt to beat him. Just let him shoot him. I want to, again, say this. He allowed himself to get shot. He gets shot in the chest, inches from his heart. But the coat was so big, the shot was not accurate. Andrew Jackson, and the story goes that he barely flinched as he was shot in the chest. After allowing himself to get shot in the chest, levels his weapon, and boom, dead. That is a beast. (laughs) What a stud. What a stud. All right. What is one item from history you want 877-377-4373. Any item to display. I'm going to get to this grocery store story in a second. I will tell you this was harder to answer for me than you think it would. My first instinct right off the bat was I said, oh, the cross. And then I thought, oh, maybe that's a little dark. That might be a little dark to hang in the studio. Chris apparently would enjoy it. But wouldn't that probably be too dark? Uh, probably probably not the cross where our Lord and Savior was tormented and killed. That's probably in general not a good call. I came up with Julius Caesar's gladius. It, it, that's his sword. That's what the Romans called the sword. And I didn't feel great about it. Chris, surprise, surprise, said I should use Moses' staff. You know that staff Moses held in the air to part the Red Sea? And as much as this pains me to admit it, That's a really good call, but if I was to take possession of Moses' staff, I'm a little bit concerned about my ability to leave it in the studio. 
How do you not walk around with Moses' staff? Would you not walk up to every body of water you found and raise it in the air and say, separate the waters, Lord? At some point, God would just strike me down and be like, okay, that's enough. The joke got old. The joke's not, it's not even funny anymore. <laughs> is the phone number. Don't forget my TV show tonight. I have a TV show too. It's on the first TV, 9 p.m. Eastern every night. I go into a lot more detail about the military and what's happening there and why I'm upset about it. Now let's talk about groceries. Headline is this. Kroger to take away paid COVID benefits and add insurance surcharges for unvaccinated employees. Kroger is taking away paid leave for unvaccinated employees who get COVID-19 and requiring some of them to pay a monthly health insurance surcharge starting next year. The new policies are intended to encourage the staff to get COVID vaccines, a company spokeswoman said. The country's largest supermarket operator will still provide paid leave to fully vaccinated employees who get breakthrough cases. You know, the breakthrough cases that are happening all the time. Okay. I'm not telling you what to do with your money. I will tell you that I have a Kroger a couple miles from my house, probably the closest grocery store to my house. You do what you want with your money. I'll be driving on by from now on. I am going to start being more purposeful with where I spend and don't spend my money. You treat your employees like that. I got plenty of grocery stores around. I can go get hot dogs and the ingredients for my world-famous cheeseburgers any old daggone place. I don't need to come see you. Not now, not ever. I mean, look, 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 how are we still doing this? When it comes to the vaccine and things like that, how are we still doing this? Go ahead. Should we be expecting yearly boosters? You know, George, it's tough to tell because... The third shot of an mRNA could not only do what we absolutely know it does, is it dramatically increase the level of protection, but from an immunological standpoint, it could very well increase the durability of protection by things that you can't readily measure by the level of antibodies, that you might have a maturation of the immune system that would prolong the durability. You don't know that, George, until you just follow it over a period of months. If it becomes necessary to get yet another boost, then we'll just have to deal with it when that occurs. But I'm hoping from an immunological standpoint that that third shot of an mRNA and the second shot of a J&J will give a much greater durability of protection. Yeah, he has no idea what he's talking about. And uh, the vaccine, Israel's now on their fourth one. Number four. Come on now. Let's let's wake up. And you know what? Corporate America, too. Let's wake up. Let's stop abusing our employees, huh? All right, 877-377-4373. What is one item from history you would display in your home or studio? Hang on. It is 
the Jesse Kelly Show, and let's let's unpack a couple political things here. Well, you know what? We're going to unpack one quick thing because I'm worried I'm going to get upset, and then we're going to get to your phone calls. 877-377-4373. What's one historical item you would display in your home or studio if you could have anything you wanted? Remember, it's not it doesn't have to exist. If you could have anything you wanted. My leader in the clubhouse right now is Moses' staff. I don't know, though. William in Washington. Go, boss. The Holy Grail. Okay, you know, hold on, William. Stay on the line. I thought about the Holy Grail. I thought about it. Here's my issue with the Holy Grail. You know what it's like when people are around the office and people are eating around the office and working around the office. What if someone walks in and he takes out a stick of gum, throws it in his mouth, and he's looking for a place to put the wrapper, and he just chucks it in the Holy Grail? My problem is it would be sitting there. It would be an invitation for people to put things in. What if What if your mom visited the office and you showed up and she's chugging a Coke out of the Holy Grail? Honey, I couldn't find any Coke. You see what I mean? That's when you hit him with item number two. Which Bruce one? Lee's nunchucks. <laughs> All right, that's not bad. <laughs> uh, Ronnie in Nebraska, go. Right to the point. And you might think this is a little retarded, but this is from an old farm boy with a bunch of military family. And uh, my family left Germany on both sides during World War One, And I Good said, timing. farming boys, <laughs> I want the first rock and the first flint that the first human made their own spark to make fire. I support it. I I, I support it. I said, what if it was still, you'd have to see if it was still functional though, wouldn't you? That'd be kind of cool if you went camping with that every time. Michael in Tennessee, go bud. Yes, uh, I would say that the golden spike that, uh, you know, united this country on the railroad. I don't hate that at all. I don't hate that at all. The the gold, I don't hate that at all. Mary in St. Louis, go, ma'am. Jesse, uh, you, get the, you get the cross, I get the shroud. Only I wouldn't put it in the office. I'd have to bring it home. Well, the rules were, Mary, we had to display it in the office. That's what held me back from the, the, the Holy Grail. You got to display this thing. But actually, that's not a bad one. That's not a bad one. All right. Now that that brought me up, keep calling. I'll keep getting to you. 877-377-4373. What's the historical item you want? I played that because I'm about to get upset, and I don't want to get upset anymore. But do you remember when coronavirus was going hot and heavy? Not, not this year, but last year, when coronavirus was going super hot and heavy. And almost right away, there were these doctors who came out and suggested certain things. I mean, right away, hydroxychloroquine. We heard right away, hydroxychloroquine. Now, I'm not a doctor. I'd never heard of hydroxychloroquine. I don't, what, what? Hydroxychloroquine. And these doctors were coming out and saying, oh, not only would it work, I'm treating COVID patients with it, and it's been very, very effective. And almost immediately, boom, these doctors were getting canceled all over the place. They were getting fired. They were getting run off of YouTube. They were banning the videos from social media. It was almost weird, right? And then right on the heels of that, ivermectin 
people start talking about it. Ivermectin. Look, this has been very successful. It's very cheap. It's widely used. People are people are killing. People are having their lives saved. Ivermectin, and almost the exact same thing. Boom! Anybody who brought it up was gone. And then you actually had politicians in the country. They started leaning on people to not prescribe this anymore. Hospitals actually, to this day, in the United States of America, in many places, have to be sued before they will give these things to their patients. People have died waiting for court approval to receive these things. Dr. Peter McCullough was on Joe Rogan's show, and he had this to say, and gosh, I'm really going to try not to get my blood pressure up. I'm going to try not to get upset, but he had this to say. This is a little long, but I want you to pay attention. I want you to pay attention well. So you believe this is a premeditated thing that they were doing. So they realized that in order to get people enthusiastic about taking this vaccine, the best way to do that was to not have a protocol for treatment. It's not just my idea. Now it's completely laid out by the book by Dr. Pam Popper, the book recently published by Peter Bregan, uh, COVID-19 and the Global Predators, We Are the Prey. I wrote one of the uh, introductions. Dr. Leavleet and Dr. Vladimir Lysenko wrote the other introductions. These books are basically nonfiction. They have a thousand citations in the Bregan book showing how it was coordinated and planned. Now Bobby Kennedy has his book out, The Real Anthony Fauci. I'm the most uh, uh, mentioned physician in that book. I can tell you that if you want to find the evidence that Moderna was working on the vaccine before the virus ever emanated out of the lab, if you wanted to find the, the collusions and the operations between the Gates Foundation and Gavi and CEPI and Pfizer and Moderna and the vaccine manufacturers and the Wuhan lab and the National Institutes of Health and Ralph Barrick and University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill and how all this was organized. If you want to see the Johns Hopkins planning seminar called the SPARS pandemic in 2017, where they had a symposium, people showed up, they wrote up their symposium findings, they published this. It says it's going to be a coronavirus. It's going to be related to MERS and SARS. It's going to come over here to the United States. It's going to shut down cities and frighten people. There's going to be confusion regarding a drug, hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin. And we're going to utilize all that in order to railroad the population into mass vaccination. It's laid out in the Johns Hopkins SPARS pandemic training seminar. The only thing that got wrong was the year. They said it was going to be 2025. Instead, it landed a few years early. Okay, I'm, I'm going to be as measured as humanly possible here because that, you know I don't like to yell. I don't do yell and scream radio. I'd much rather laugh. Wouldn't you rather laugh while we talk about everything? But I do think it is important that we understand something, that you understand something, that I understand something. It is really, really important that we understand who leads this country, what kind of people lead this culture. I'm not just talking about the politicians. I'm talking about our medical leaders, our celebrities, all these. I want you to understand. I want me to understand who leads this country. Understand what it means to deny someone a potentially life-saving treatment. Let's, let's just unpack this. Let's get down all the way to your level, to my level on what it means. Here's what it means. Somebody listening to the sound of my voice right now, almost undoubtedly lots of people, probably thousands of them, listening to the sound of my voice right now, watch their mother or father drown in their own lung fluid and die from coronavirus because they were not prescribed hydrochloroquine or ivermectin. And this is not me standing behind either of those drugs. I don't know anything about them. I'm not a pharmacist. I'm not a doctor. I know a lot of very smart people are out there touting them and have been for a long time. But the people who lead this nation, 
They were more than happy to watch your mother die in a hospital bed when she couldn't breathe if it meant they could force you to take a vaccine. Can we, can we just unpack for a moment how truly evil that is? How evil do you have to be to sit in a position of power and watch people die across the United States of America because you want to sell a vaccine? How do people get to that place in life? I'm a monster. You know that. Uh, I'm not a good person. How could you do that? How could you sit and watch people die all across the country knowing there was a potential treatment for what they had, and yet you, because you wanted them to take a vaccine, denied them that? Remember, hydrochloroquine, ivermectin, they're not new things that Joe Rogan came up with 30 seconds ago, although I'm glad he went public with it. These were things that were talked about immediately, immediately in the wake of coronavirus coming to the United States of America. And yet we had doctor after doctor after doctor, politician after politician after politician in this country Denying them to the to Americans? How broken and rotted is this culture? Exactly how bad is it? Do people in charge, do people in positions of leadership now, do they feel no burden of leadership? Do they not feel any responsibility to the people underneath them? I mean, I'm I'm probably I'm probably asking a rhetorical question because it's obvious what they think. But don't you feel a burden to take care of the people underneath you, either at your job or if you're a politician, your constituents? Don't you feel some sort of obligation to the people underneath you? Who would abuse their own people in such a way? How broken and rotted is this culture? All right, I had to get that off my chest. See, I didn't yell. I didn't yell. We're gonna, you know, we're talking about some sunny things. 877-377-4373. What's one historical item if you could have any that you would display in your home or studio? But first, back to what I was talking about earlier about being more purposeful with your money. Who's your wireless carrier? Verizon? AT&T? T-Mobile? Remember, you're not getting any judgment here. There's no judgment from me at all. I just switched from T-Mobile. I've had AT&T. I've had Verizon. I've, I've done it. I've made all the mistakes. Why wouldn't you switch to Pure Talk? The average family saves over $800 a year. Right now, because it's Christmas time, they have iPhone 12 starting at just $479. If you, from your cell phone right now, dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly, You'll save an additional 50% off your first month, plus you save on a new phone. That's pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. And remember, you can keep your phone. You can keep your number. I did it. My whole family switched to Pure Talk. It's cake. Their CEO is a Vietnam veteran. Their customer service, it's here in America. Be more purposeful with your money. Dial pound 250, say Jesse Kelly. Some restrictions apply. Call for details. The Jesse Kelly Show. I like it. Returns next. It is 
the Jesse Kelly Show. Oh, gosh, this Joe Biden-Putin stuff is so embarrassing. You know what? You know what? No, Chris, no. We're waiting a second. I don't have the heart for it right now. The, 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 I don't have the heart for it. We're going to talk about cool history stuff. That's what we're going to do. One item from history, if you could have any of them, anything you wanted, what would it be? Dennis in Colorado, go. Or score. <clears throat> Sorry, Jesse, you got laryngitis, but uh, Lincoln's handwritten Gettysburg Address. Oh, that would actually be really, really cool. That would be really, really cool. And don't apologize for having laryngitis. I've been hoping my wife gets it for quite some time now. Joe in New Jersey, go. Uh, I would like Bill Clinton's cigar. Dang it. (laughs) That's not funny. Blake in Missouri. Blake in Missouri, go. Sorry, Jesse. I'm still chuckling about that previous comment. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Founding Fathers, and I'm a chief warrant officer in Missouri Army National Guard. We leave my family for a year. So in tribute to uh, our first commander, George Washington, I would say his false teeth, which I believe were made out of uh, some hippo tusk ivory. I believe you were right about them being made out of ivory. I actually, you know, that's a good one, Blake. It's I, I couldn't decide if it's maybe a little gross, though. Do you think maybe that's a little gross? Not too gross for me. I've seen a lot of gross stuff and uh, see a lot of stuff in the Army. So, nope, it's, uh, I would hang it prominently there or display it prominently on the fireplace mantle. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. John, it's Big John in, in uh, Washington. Go, boss. Uh, you know what? I would want the flag off the USS Missouri the day Hirohito signed the surrender order. Or the Browning automatic rifle that my old man, a Marine, manned in Korea. Man, I don't know which one of those is cooler. Oh, here's a little here's a little history tidbit for everybody here. <clears throat> he brought up the USS Missouri, where the Japanese had to sign their surrender. You can go online, actually, you can look at there's a lot of video of this out there. You can see a lot of video of the Japanese showing up to sign their final surrender. Now, you want to talk you want to talk about a little America moment. You ready you ready for a little proud to be an America moment? Here's this, here's one for you. Remember we were pounding Japan into dust. And I mean pounding them into dust. Everyone knows about the two atom bombs. Every single person, even people educated in government schools know about the two atom bombs. But people don't realize we were bombing cities all over Japan. And in fact, even after the second atom bomb dropped, we kept bombing cities all over Japan. Now, what was doing that bombing? There was a plane. Don't worry, I'm going somewhere with this. There was a plane called the B-29 Super Fortress. It was this brand new super fancy bomber. It could carry just a huge load of bombs, and it was just pounding Japan into dust. It's what we carried the atom bombs on. It's what we did all the bombing with the B-29 Super Fortress. The Japanese knew it well. They feared it greatly. They knew this B-29 Super Fortress had pounded their cities into nothing, into absolutely nothing. Japanese delegation has to show up on the USS Missouri. General Douglas MacArthur was there to accept their surrender. And again, you can see video of all this. There's a table set up. They have the documents they have to get up there and sign. A couple little tidbits for you I love. One, they purposely chose the tallest sailors and Marines they could find 
because Japanese people were shorter, so they would walk by and have to look up to all the Americans on their way in and out. But, oh, you thought that was a power move? Oh, no, 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 no. I've got a power move for you. They timed it so that while the Japanese were sitting at the desk signing the documents of surrender, the United States of America flew 500 B-29 super fortresses right over the top of the Missouri as a gigantic, yeah, sign those documents, son, and don't forget what happens if you don't kind of thing. How's that for a cool historical power move? Gosh, I love this country. That's so sweet. (laughs) Johnny in Jersey, go. Yeah, it might not be the most famous item in history, but for me, it holds a place dear in my heart, and that is Eugene Corporal Eugene Sledge's 45 revolver. I would display it in my bedroom, right next to my bed, right next to my back scratcher, hoping I'd have to reach for the back scratcher, but knowing I had that 45 there if I needed it. Hard to go wrong with anything held by Mr. Eugene Sledge, I will tell you that much. Eugene Sledge, in case you don't know, the uh, HBO put out a great miniseries called The Pacific. Obviously, it was about the Pacific uh, portion of World War II, and the main character, really, of that series was Eugene Sledge. Well, that was not a fictional series. That was a real series, and the series was actually based on Eugene Sledge's I mean, it's not his biography. It was a diary, he ke- a journal he kept during the war that was made into a book. The book, if you want to read it, it's an amazing book. The book is called With the Old Breed, and it's by E.B. E. Sledge, Eugene Sledge. Really, really, really cool dude. There's a documentary out there called Hell in the Pacific. It's very hard to find. I think it's on YouTube, but it's very hard to find, uh, where you can actually see Eugene Sledge, he's in the opening of the documentary. He's an old man by this point in time talking about what it was like fighting in the Japanese. And he's just this real mild-mannered dude who went through hell. I mean, he went through hell. All right. Joe Biden, Vladimir Putin. We're going to get to more of your calls about one historical item you want, 877-377-4373. But... We can't ignore the foreign policy things going on right now just because we don't care about foreign policy. And I know you don't. I don't care about it as much either. It's just not it's not in, it's not in my backyard. Uh, Ukraine? I, I, I couldn't find Ukraine on a map. I, I went to community college. Why do I care about Ukraine? Why do I care about Russia? I mean, what what's actually going on here? Well, I think it's important we sit down and unpack this because there are two major things going on here with Russia, with China. And sadly, with Joe Biden. I'll explain in just a sec. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and I'm going to get back to your your historical item phone calls here in a second. But before I forget, if you miss any part of the show, you can download the whole thing on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. If you want to email me your love, your hate, your death threats, your Ask Dr. Jesse questions, all are welcome. Email those to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Chris prints them all out for me. I read every one. I won't respond. I'm rude, and I get way too many. So Joe Biden had a little sit-down meeting with Vladimir Putin. 
this was billed as some meeting where Joe Biden was going to talk to Putin and, you know, put him in his place. Why are these 100,000 troops on the border? And Vladimir Putin, you want to know what his response was immediately after he hung up the phone? Chris, play number 12 for me. This is what Vladimir Putin did the second he hung up the phone with Joe Biden. I mean, he is moving in those troops. After that call uh, with President Biden, they added more troops. They added at least 10,000 more troops. He not only added 10,000 more troops, I was watching video of tanks and armor and everything else going to the border. That's not an accident. That's something you're doing on purpose. You're doing that to thumb your nose at the president of the United States of America. But there's something else happening right now. China and Taiwan. Now, remember, remember, again, I'm, I know this is foreign policy stuff, and I know you don't really care. And be, to be totally honest, it's just you and me talking here. I don't really care, except for the way it might come home. Remember, it's, it's a small world these days. This stuff might come home. Taiwan is actually really, really, really important to us. I don't understand all the technological aspects of it because I went to community college, but they make really critically important computer chips that we need. You need them. I need them. China wants Taiwan. Everyone knows this. None of this is news to you. But what may be news to you is this. China is taking the few countries left in the world. There are only, I believe, 13 now, 12 or 13 left that acknowledge Taiwan's existence. And China is using coercion and they're using bribery and they're basically getting those countries to back off. You're only doing that for one reason. You're doing that so the day, whenever it comes, where you land a bunch of Chinese Marines on the shore, you're doing that so no one will step in and stop you. We don't officially acknowledge Taiwan. And why? Where am I going with all this? Well, listen, the world always has wolves in it, always. And when a wolf meets somebody like, say, Neville Chamberlain, and he walks away from that meeting, the wolf thinks to himself, well, it's open season on the sheep. Why in the world? Why would why would Vladimir Putin and China be start? Why would they be moving so aggressively at this point in time? Well, everyone knows why. The impact of all of that on Russia and his attitude, the rest of the world's view of Russia would change markedly. He'll pay a terrible price. We all know why. And I, I know there's nothing you can do about it now, and I'm not blaming you. Obviously, I'm sure it's not your fault. It's not my fault. But that man is president of the United States. We have a president who is a half-functional human being. One. Two, he's surrounded by people, surrounded by people who hate the country. They're not interested in keeping Russia in check. They're not interested in keeping China in check. They're interested in keeping America in check. That's the truth. The truth is our foreign policy goes so radically bad when this Democratic Party takes over because the modern day Democrats, they feel the same way about America our enemies do. The modern day Democrats feel the same way about America that Iran does. They do. They do. All right, before I forget, my TV show's on tonight on the first TV, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Back to you. Luis in Denver, before I get to the history calls, go. Hey, Jesse, why don't conservative pundits call for boycotts 
look what the AG is uh, over there in um, Washington, D.C., is doing in suing the Proud Boys and then one of the other conservative groups. If I, I, Again, and the guy that really gets me upset is Hannity, where he says he actually goes off on saying that he doesn't do boycotts, he doesn't believe in them. That's the only tool that the average American has to fight against this. And, and to all the listeners out there, if you're on Facebook, if you have an iPhone, as we say in the Marine Corps, Jesse, you're wrong. I mean, because those are the companies that want to slice our throat. I agree with a lot of what Luis says, and I disagree with some. And it's not that I think he, he was necessarily wrong. But here, let me explain. Let me explain. Like I talk about, we have to be more purposeful with our money. But at the same time, when you're surrounded by everything, when there's everything around you is controlled by someone who hates you, you still have to live. Let's be frank. What would it take for you to not spend a dime with anyone who hates your guts? It would take you moving to the mountains with an axe that you better pray wasn't made in China and chopping down trees and living in a cabin in the woods for the rest of your life. That's what it would take. Now, he's not wrong, though, about being more purposeful with where we spend our money. He's not wrong at all. It is the tool at our disposal, and we do not use it. This horrible live-and-let-live attitude that has infected the right is killing us. You cannot live and let live your way out of communism. Live and let live is a great way to live once the communists are defeated. Now that the communists are here, you had better get aggressive. I had better get aggressive. I've told you before, I have failed time and time again at that, funding people who hate me, spending my money with companies who hate me. I'm a lot better now than I was. I'm trying to get better every day, but that's tough. All right, back to the phones. A historical item you would display in your home or studio if you could have anyone you want. Jose in Colorado, go. The original manuscript of the Prince by Nicolio Machiavelli, because that's the communist Bible patron saint, and the prince himself is their god. Also, do you think the Blue Angels would change their name to the Green Angels before or after this guy is green? <laughs> well done, Jose. Tom or Roger in Washington, go. Yeah, I would like to have one of four items, either the first rifle or the last rifle filed on the, fired on our side, either the Revolutionary War or World War II. You know, that would actually be really cool. Imagine if you had a rifle that this was the last weapon fired from World War II or the Revolutionary War. That's a really cool one. That's a, You know what? I'm going to take that one for myself and act like I came up with it. What, Chris? You know I'm not above that. What have I said time and time again? There's no limit to what you can accomplish if you're willing to steal other people's work and take credit for it yourself. <laughs> Jeez, everyone knows that. Thomas in Idaho, go. Hey, Jesse. I don't know if this counts because it's historical, but it's still current. But uh, it's near and dear to me, and it's under attack. I would love to display the Constitution. Oh, gosh, of course that counts. That's really cool. That, that, that would be, if you had the original on there, that's really, really, really cool. Vincent in Washington, go. Yeah, Jesse, what I was thinking was the armor from the tribunal that uh, asked Jesus to save his servant. I dig that. I dig that. I mean, he also, 
We also kind of helped kill him, though, right? I mean, aren't we, aren't we, aren't we, aren't we, you know, we're splitting hairs here, but that's, it's, it's, I support it. I support it. Chuck in Idaho, go. Howdy, fellow national anti-socialist. Uh, I would be like to be the guy who found Hitler's skull and have it. <sighs> I would love it. That would be cool to have Hitler's skull in there with a hole through it. A little dark. It would be a little tempting to knock off work on a Friday and chug a beer out of it. But, I mean, who says you can't? You don't have to just display it. I mean, think how cool that would be. Like, you get guests or clients over and you're just sitting there sipping a beer out of a skull. Oh, don't worry, it's Hitler's. <laughs> All right, enough of that darkness. You guys are out of hand. We have headlines I didn't get to next. I'm going to get to an email or two, but first. We need to be a nation of strong men, do we not? Do we not? Look, it's it's not a it's not a mystery. Crime is on the rise. We have a broken, disgusting government out there. This is the age of strong men. If we don't have strong men, we're gonna get run over. Chalk. Chalk.com. C-H-O-Q.com. What I love about them is one, they're an American company, US manufacturing. They have natural herbal supplements. Like Tomcat 100, it increases your free testosterone by 87% in 21 days. Not injecting yourself with anything. Natural herbal supplements. I also, I should be honest with you, take Chalk daily. I take it every day. I take them both every single day. If you go to Chalk.com right now and use the promo code JESSE, you get these things for 50% off for a limited time. It's kind of a Christmas thing. CHOQ.com, promo code JESSE, 50% off. I guarantee you in 21 days, you're going to feel it. Chalk.com, promo code JESSE. Miss something? There's a podcast. Get it on demand wherever podcasts are found. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, final segment of the Jesse Kelly Show. Oh, it's going to be a fun, fun time tomorrow as well. Remember, if you missed any part of the show, the whole thing's on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. You can email the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. If if you would like the great, great honor of seeing me, what, Chris, and hearing me, TV show is on right after this show, right after this show on the first TV, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Go download the app, watch it on your TV, do whatever. All right. One more time. It just, I just, I brought this up several times during the show. I'm not going to get mad again. I just want everyone to remember as we speak, China's generals and admirals, Russia's generals and admirals, they are plotting how to wipe out our military and kill you. That is, that is what their mission is. They're not distracted by anything. Nothing. They're not sitting around examining their white rage. They're not wondering, uh, 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 are, women, are women comfortable enough here? They're, they're, they're not doing any of that. They're spending every minute of every day plotting how to kill you. This is what your admirals are doing. I just wondered if confirmed, how will you implement women, peace, and security within the joint staff? 
Uh, the the role of a gender advisor is a way to uh, attack uh, a very significant issue, and uh, if confirmed, I look forward to leveraging uh, those um, those advisors who can make me think better and smarter about um, the issues that uh, that you raise. Um, so I look forward to, if confirmed, um, uh, understanding that ecosystem and helping uh, uh, advance that uh, advance that uh, cause um, going forward. We are in very, very, very deep trouble. Very deep trouble. All right, it's time. And now... Here's a headline. By the go, you know the, you know the thing. Headlines we didn't get to. Germany approved $68 billion in funding to combat climate change. I have to tell you, I wish I had even less of a moral grounding than I do I would have gotten in on this climate change stuff early because people have made billions off of this thing. How lucrative has the climate change hoax, the climate change cult, whatever you want to call it, how lucrative has that thing gotten? Israeli Prime Minister makes historic UAE visit, stressing new reality for the region. By the grace of God, Trump was able to bring together the United Arab Emirates in Israel because things are getting a little salty over there, and I don't think we're going to be helping anyone out anytime soon. U.S. at 1% or 2% of capability it previously had to track al-Qaeda in Afghanistan. That is according to a general. Yeah, the terrorist groups across the world know we are weak and pathetic now. And if you think there are none of them crossing that wide open southern border, well, I've got some oceanfront property in Arizona to sell you. Russia vetoes UN vote naming climate change as a global security threat. Man, every now and then Russia does something and you say, gosh, that's kind of (laughs) cool. Commerce Secretary's husband is a top executive at a tech firm funded by the Chinese government. Here's your quick reminder that the communist Chinese who are entirely committed to knocking America off the number one spot on the world stage, they have infected this country and every single one of our cultural institutions from the government to Hollywood to education. They are involved in everything now. It is frightening how susceptible the U.S. made itself to Chinese communist infiltration. Let's go Brandon stores selling anti-Biden merchandise take off in New England. There are all kinds of this. There's all kinds of this. Let's go Brandon stuff out there now. I love it. And you know the reason I love it? The communists hate it. Associated Press demands answers from DHS on government investigation of journalists. Well, look, Associated Press has been carrying the water for the left forever. And this is what this is what I find hilarious about all the various left-wing entities out there. They all think they're going to somehow reward get rewarded in the end for being good little boys and girls. That's never how it's ever worked in the history of communism. You're going down too, pal. In fact, you're probably going to be the first one going down. They're going to round you up and cart you off, and you're going to be looking around saying, but I was one of the good ones. DeSantis, Biden effectively running a mass human smuggling operation. He is. Joe Biden should be impeached for what he's done on immigration. Do you remember the 14,000 Haitians who showed up on our southern border, and then we all woke up one morning after a couple bad news stories, and they were gone? And everyone looked around and said, uh, 
where did they go? And the Biden administration had to admit they're all now safely within the borders of the United States of America. Maybe they're right next door to you. Speculation grows that Hillary Clinton positioning herself to run again in 2024. It wouldn't surprise me at all. I will just once again say I find it so bizarre how super famous, super wealthy people still want to get back involved to be famous or get involved in politics. You're Hillary Clinton. You're 74. You're worth over $100 million. Go away. Go on vacation. Eat steak. Beyond being just horrible because she's Hillary, why do you even want that job? Chicago dad beaten to death, hanging Christmas lights outside of his home. 49 years old. Two men struck him in the head. Um, the condition of the cities in this country is an absolute disgrace. That our greatest cities like New York, Chicago, L.A. have descended into just these violent dumps with a, a new heartbreaking murder story out every single day. It is awful. It's intentional. Don't get me wrong. They did it on purpose, but it's absolutely awful. What an embarrassing state of affairs for the number one nation in the world. Let's hope we can stay that way. All right. Keep your chin up. We're going to have a lot more fun tomorrow. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com is the email address. That's all.